Good morning. Today's reading is Colossians chapter 1, verses 18 to 20. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Thank you, Dee. Good morning. It is great to see you all here this morning. Uh, my name is Dave. I'm the lead pastor here at Redemption Tucson. And um, if you're new, we're glad that you're here. And it's great to uh, see you. And I got to meet some people this week that I um, uh, haven't met before. And I think this was kind of further testament that going to two services has is, is been good. Just even things like that. Just getting to kind of see and meet more people. So about what? Um, 20 million minutes in so far. So far it's going, going well. Um, yeah, I didn't, uh, again, if you're new or you've never heard me preach, I do want to um, let you know I have a stutter. It'll kind of come in and out as, as I go. And um, we'll see if it's even worse second service. You know, who knows? Verdict's out, right? Over under. I hear there's a bet going on. No, I don't think so. Um, but anyway, just so you know um, uh, that. And we're going to get into our time together. Um, so if you have a Bible, uh, would you go ahead and turn with me to Colossians chapter 1? We'll be in a couple different places this morning. But if you don't have a copy of God's Word, would you hold your hand up and keep it up, and we will make sure you have one, okay? We want to get a copy of God's Word in everyone's hand. Y en español, si quiere la Biblia y no tiene, por favor, levante su mano y diga español. Y si no tiene una Biblia, uh, eso es un regalo a usted. Um, so again, this is our gift to you, right? We want to make sure you have one. So hold it up high. I saw a couple hands kind of go up and down um, like, a, like an auction, but just hold it up, keep it up. Um, if, if no one gets you one, you know, we'll just think you're praising God. So, um, but uh, uh, let's get into our time together. But before I, I pray, um, we're going to take a break this week from um, where we've been, right? We've been in Malachi and it's been Pretty heavy, pretty intense. We've kind of taken a deep dive into Malachi, and next week is going to continue in that theme. All right, we'll be kind of diving into um, this idea next week where we continue to walk through a burdensome message from the Lord. That's kind of the big idea, the theme through Malachi. Next week, we, we look at um, um, treacherous um, belief and action regarding to marriage. And so we dive right back in. This week, it's a little bit more of a kind of catch your breath, all right? So uh, we'll catch our breath. We'll dive back in next week. Um, this week, because we're going to two services, um, I just want to do something kind of unique in that. And um, uh, I'm, I'm calling it a progress report. I don't know. We meet in a school, you know, progress report. I got a lot of those. Didn't always bring joy to my heart. Um, but hopefully this time will for us. So let's pray, all right, and get into our time here together. Heavenly Father, thank you for um, your word. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us as we just observed and walked through in the confession and assurance of grace. Um, Lord, it is built upon you and your goodness and what you have done. Um, I forget even what we just sang, how it exactly went, but I know the words in there, yet not I. And Lord, I, 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 I pray that, that the reality of Christ in us and, and Christ for us um, would sink in even more deeply and that we 
as individuals and as a church would grow and be transformed into the likeness of your image. In your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, so again, um, walking through this morning, um, just to kind of let you know where we're headed, I want to kind of go back a bit and just talk about why we started as a church. Like, who are we? This is just a good chance to kind of dig in and, and consider who are we as a church? Why are we here? Why are we doing this thing? Why are we going to two services? Um, and then even how are we doing? Okay, that's a progress report type deal, right? There's some good. We're going to celebrate. There's some bad. Right, we're gonna get into, or no, sorry, it's um, what is the term? Unsatis, no, not unsatisfactory. Needs improvement. All right, so we'll have some of that too. And um, while I get into it too, I, I just re- recognize or remembered this morning. I don't know if Stephen Collins, who's probably the only other person that would think of these things, um, but this day, this morning. Um, is also kind of an anniversary for us. Now, I recognize there's a little bit of danger, like that kind of junior high slash early high school couple, sorry if this is you, um, but it's like everything's an anniversary because you know, like if you date for like, I don't know, more than two months, you're basically married. So everything's an anniversary, right? Well, I don't want to be that, like everything's an anniversary. But the first time we ever met outside of my house, so we met in the Zuzi theater right on like fourth avenue and university there um there were a handful of us and the first time what we called last sunday which was our our first kind of corporate gathering outside of my house was also on the week between super bowl sunday and uh you know the championships so if you didn't even know that was going on there you go but that anyway this sunday is kind of significant in that way too um so why did we plant this church why are we even here because we believe in the reconciling good news of Jesus. All right, let's, let's read that, that passage again that we read earlier in Colossians chapter 1 in verse 18. And he, that's Jesus, is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. That means Jesus is fully God and fully man. And through him to reconcile to himself all things. How many things? All things. You can turn to your neighbor. We're a little more in all things. To reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. That word peace is the, the, the Hebrew word there. Is that, this is Greek, but it comes from the Hebrew idea of shalom, which is comprehensive, which is all-encompassing. We here say all of life is all for Jesus. And this is because we recognize that our tendency is to kind of want to put God in a, in a cupboard or in a compartment in our life and to think, okay, this is church time, right? This is Sunday. This is kind of churchy stuff. And then this is other stuff. This is life stuff. This is business practices. This is what I do at school. This is the face I put on when I'm here. And this is the face I put on when I'm here. But we recognize that no, God's plan in sending his son Jesus to live the perfect life that we were created to live and then to die the substitute or replacing death for us on the cross and then to raise victoriously from the dead is to reconcile all things to himself. 
And we believe that so deeply and are so committed to that as a church, that, that specifically moving here to Tucson, moving back here to Tucson, I should say, for me, um, having gone to high school here and lived here, gone to school here, U of A, sorry, single tier. All right, we won't even get into all that right now, basketball. But um, true story, I thought that game was tonight. So I woke up to bad news this morning. Like, what, that game already happened? I thought it was like a flashback from 20 years ago when that would have happened. Anyway, that's all I'll say about it. But move back here, right? Because of the reconciling nature of the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And what that means is this, that because of sin, which though God created us to know him and walk with him and have all of life be related to who we are in, as his image of errors, that we turned away. That's sin. All of us have gone astray, each one to his own way, like sheep. We've, we've, we've turned away from God, and that the result is disunity, is unreconciliation. First of all, with our relationship with God, our creator, but then also with ourselves, right? That's why there's, there's I, I want to do these things, but instead I do these things. I, I, I want to forsake these things that I'm a addicted to, that I'm prone to. I want to look at myself this way, but I tend to look at myself this way. All right, unreconciled to God, to ourselves, to each other, to our families. There's brokenness. Specifically here in Tucson, there's what we um, also like to really press into. There's unreconciled diversity. This idea there's almost 50% of our population, close to 50% is Latino, close to 50% of Tucson's population is Caucasian, and then about um, 10 or so percent is, you know, uh, other ethnicities and cultures. And the fact is in Tucson, there's a lot of living alongside and intersecting lives here and there, but it's unreconciled. There's a lot of brokenness in that. And so the vision to move here is, again, to see, no, the, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, all throughout the scriptures, the whole story of God from beginning to end, and specifically here in Colossians 1, says, no, he came to reconcile all things through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. How many of you were here, just kind of off the cuff, how many of you were here our very first service, Sunday Morning. So, and you're almost all over there. Annie and Peter, you're over here, room representing my left, but everyone else over here. Um, so, um, that's just that's interesting. Not that many of you, right? But if you remember that whole first series, the first four weeks, we walked through Colossians chapter one. And at this day, we're going to two services. I'm, I'm just glad to, to bring us back here and say we're still committed and we're celebrating the reconciling work of Jesus. We have baptized coming up at the end of in our response time uh, and I'm excited for that to, to again we see Jesus reconciling all things so how does that relate to going to two services well because every church strategy church growth book says to go to two services so that's why we're doing it all right again if you're not new and you know that's what a couple people chuckled because you know like no that's not why we're doing this that's not why we're preaching to Malachi if we were excited about it, we're not preaching to Malachi if that's what we're all about why is it um well, as we said, a, a few things that relate to that reconciling nature of the gospel. One is we want to better care for and disciple people, 
All right, followers of Jesus, a lot of you who serve and volunteer, I see a couple people wearing Redemption Kids shirts in here and, and knowing, at first I thought, oh, did they get, or did they show up at the wrong time or something? No, oh yeah, they're, they're going to serve in the second service. For in the past, you couldn't do that. And there were people, specifically our Redemption Kids director, Rachel Harkey, often would have to miss a whole service and it'd become pile on to a couple weeks in a row. Annie Prentice that used to have to miss like a month at a time because she's filling in for people. And this is just a better way to care for people, also to build community, as we talked about, just where we're doing size-wise. We can just, we can kind of take a breath, like there's some room, you know. Um, and also, it's to create more space, to have some more welcome mats to people that maybe there are more hurdles, more obstacles to coming to church. It's just, it's easier. Like, again, I'm, I'm, in the past few weeks, actually, we've been talking about, some of you guys might not know this. Last week, actually, was an example of this, of a couple people that were newer or in different ways, maybe on the margins, that came in, like, a bit late you know, during the sermon, um, you know, came in and I could see there'd be a kind of look around, look around, where, can, oh, well, there's not really room, right? And there's maybe, there's room in the middle. And most of like the younger college students, by the way, props to you. You're like, oh, I got no problem just crawling over somebody. Excuse me, pardon me, you spill my coffee on you, whatever. No, like totally fine, right? Some might call that lack of self-awareness, but, or, or confidence, you know, or maybe it is both. Um, so, so, so that's though, right? We can see that. This is a little easier on that front to just be a little more welcoming, a little more hospitable. We'll kind of come back to that. So how are we doing, right? Kind of progress report time, okay? Are you ready? We'll start with the good. And also, let me just say this, because um, this is how I am. I'm kind of a d- diva, and some of you don't know that, but I'm a little high maintenance. If someone's giving me feedback, there at least needs to be one more good than bad, all right? So that's just so you know. If you have feedback for me, yeah, I mean, whatever it is. You could look, but it needs to outweigh, or else I'm not going to receive. I'm going to do earmuffs and just kind of block you out. So in case you're there. So again, um, oh, what is this? Uh, the good, what are we calling that? Um, exceeds expectations, all right? Or lest we get too cocky, um, satisfactory, all right? Somewhere in there. There are five of these. And there are a lot more, by the way. I could give a ton more. But um, some things that I and we as a church, as we've talked, are really encouraged about where we're at. Um, The first one is flexible. You all are flexible, especially you who've been coming for a long time and you who are new and I expect are going to keep on coming. You guys might be hot right now. Some of you might be warm, might be doing this. You remember like two weeks ago, you could see your breath, all right? Someone, I think, was frozen and just now is thawing out. They've been here for the last two weeks. That didn't even move, right? It was freezing. And I know you're like, oh, I'm from Minnesota. Okay, well, you're the outlier. Most of us were freezing, all right? And we were really, really cold. And it was, um, and yet our, our first service ever here, we had these doors open. We had like five or six fans up here on stage, like right out of the gates. There was no air conditioner. We started in, in August or early September. We've had what we like to call the heat locker and the meat locker, right? And it's, and it happens about half the year. It's really hot or really cold or the bathroom, you know, hypothetically speaking, is like the men's bathroom is boarded up, which it still is. I don't know if we told you that, by the way, there's men's bathrooms. If anyone here is like, 
struggling right now. There's upstairs, we got some bathrooms, and also there's one single-use bathroom down the hall. So there you are. I told you where it is if you need, need to go. Now, sorry, I drew attention to you. If anyone gets out in the next five minutes, we all know <laughs> where you're going. But anyway, there's some bathrooms there, but you're flexible, like, and thank you. Honestly, that's just such an, an encouragement. I know these chairs are like 100 years old. They're not great on the back. You know, BYOP, by the way. You bring a pillow with you or whatever. We're not going to assume you have hemorrhoids. It might just be to support your back. Okay, so you can bring a pillow here. Get comfortable. But um, again, just thank you. You're, you're, you're a, we're a flexible group. Um, also, number two, we're generous. Um, in the five years as a church, and we've run a pretty lean boom budget, but we've never been under boom budget. In fact, every year we've exceeded the budget and we've been able to, to be generous with that, to be wise, to be good stewards, to put it in, in, in savings, to consider what the Lord might do at some point, to, again, to support the school here. We're able to give um, about $1,000 each semester to the school just to do as they will, as they want to do. They, they typically use that to just encourage good behavior within the students, you know, Gatorades and hot Cheetos and whatever else, just to encourage, hey, you've been good. Here's some hot Cheetos. I don't know how that's a, you know, but, um, you know, things like that, just to support good behavior and, and, and things like that. And it's good. We, we're a generous church. And so I want to in, in, encourage us in that and, and, and even charge us to continue to be faithful, to, again, be a part of the reconciling nature of the gospel, even in that way, just through generosity. God is doing things. He's reconciling things. You might wonder again, how do Hot Cheetos and Gatorade reconcile? Honestly, there's a sense where kids that um, are, are, are struggling, that don't get a lot of pats on the back or encouragement can experience that. And so I'm glad we can be a part of that. Um, also, we are a servant-oriented church. All right, you guys step up to the call, time and time again. I, as, um, I don't know if it's been announced in here. I know it has an email, but you know, we had like 60 people that we needed for volunteers and we, we hit that, all right? Let's, let's cheer for that. Yes, we had like 10, um, 10 people, I think, left uh, last week and we announced it and then we hit that like halfway through last week, we hit it. So again, just you guys step up to the call and our, and our servant, oriented, um, and teachable, slash durable, all right? Again, we're going through Malachi. We went through Judges. There have been a lot of times, I have one friend um, to Torrance um, who, who said, man, when I first started coming here, I would look around and be like, did, did he just say that? And are people actually like going to st- still stay here and hear that? Like, and it's not, I don't want to like, oh, I say these hard things, but the scripture, right? Like, the cross is offensive and, and, is, and, and, is, and is challenging and is a stumbling block. And, and yet the Holy Spirit uses his word to, to, to shape us and to transform us and to convict us, to lead us to re- repentance. And, and, and by God's grace, we continue to grow in his image and his likeness as a community, as a church, um, by being willing, right? We've said from the very beginning that, that we're gonna embrace um, being uncomfortable together, not for uncomfortable sake, but because we know that God's word can do that to all of us in different ways. It's sharper than any 
two-edged sword. I don't know about you, but I cry when I get a paper cut, all right? Much less a sword, but like God's word, you know, pierces and, and it can be painful. And yet, um, again, props to our church. Praise God, we've been durable. And I want to encourage us in that and charge us to continue in that. And then number five, we love Tucson. All right, we say that we, we, um, we exist for Jesus's glory and the good of Tucson. I'm kind of calling people out. Maybe that's a danger. We get smaller here. I see people now. I, um, more, but I, like Zach, answer I see here, and others, the, the Tovars, and so many more. We talk about who invest deeply in Tucson. And that's not because of our church. You know, it's not like, oh, we're doing that. But we get to be a part of that and to see that vision embodied of, of existing. And again, seeing us be gospel-centered and outward-focused and consider how, how, does, how, does, how does my faith inform my relationship with my neighbor and what I do for, to earn a pay- paycheck. And, 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 and so as a church, we exceed in that. And I pray that we would continue to grow in pressing in. What does it look like to love Tucson, to meet in a school like this? Again, we're going back to number one, right? We have to be flexible. We have to be durable, right? It calls us to be generous, to be servant-oriented. But we see Jesus' glory as we love our city well. All right, so amen. Praise God for what he's doing in us and through us. All right, was that some snaps? I hear snaps. We can snap now, right? Also, by the way, I heard it earlier. Maybe you'll do it now, but for the last two years, some of you guys probably hear when everyone cheers, someone does that like that whistle thing, the woo, oh, smiley, it's you. All right, so he's a happy guy. He smiles and he whistles with his hand. I hadn't heard that in since like the 90s. I didn't know anyone still did that, but um, there it is. Now I know. So, um, so Smiley, thank you for that. So we can all, if you ever hear that little like, it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Smiley. All right. So um, his first name's Ryan, by the way. It's not a nickname. His last name is Smiley. Okay, are you ready? Needs improvement. All right, I got a lot of these, all right? No use, unsatisfactory. That's kind of a trigger for me. I have some, some trauma from a, a, post, a report card full of use. Um, but uh, where do we need improvement as a church? We need to grow in understanding and submitting to Scripture and the authority of Scripture in all things. Now, you might say, oh, I thought you just said we're durable and we're, we're te- teachable. Yes, but we still need improvement. Well, why is that? Um, I think we tend to come at the scriptures as a, and this could be American culture, evangelical culture, whatever, but I'm going to keep it here, right? Keep it like we need to be more concerned about our house, right, than everyone else's houses. Right here in the house of the Lord here, Redemption Tucson, we tend to have a critical deconstructing posture, where we approach the scriptures with kind of a monocle and, you know, we're the ones dissecting and discerning, well, what is true? What is not? What am I going to reject? What am I going to receive? What am I going to say amen to? What am I going to, you know, kind of turn a blind eye to and ignore? And what am I going to call out? And when, if it gets really bad, I'm going to send an email or worse yet, much worse yet, just complain to my friends right? Much worse, by the way. I joke about emails every once in a while. No, if we're going out and we're stirring up trouble and doing this, where does that come from? In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7, and there's a lot of Proverbs. Well, even some of these ones that I'll read on number 3 apply to this also. It says this, trust in the Lord 
the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. All right, let me, let me read a quote by author and pastor Timothy Keller. He and his wife wrote an incredible devotional for a whole year, which I'm in right now going through and love. It's through Proverbs. And here's what they say. Wisdom means submitting to God in all your ways, every area of life, and not your own understanding. Our culture tells us to submit everything to our understanding, to question everything, including the Bible. Uh-oh. All right, we say amen to some things. We, including the Bible. But everyone must choose something to not question. Modern people don't question their right and ability to question everything. Okay, let, let me just deep unpack that for a minute in case we, we struggle to see that. We, we need to recognize, kind of pull back. If we're going to deconstruct anything, maybe it could be ourselves. Amen. And recognize, we say, oh, I submit to God's scripture. I come to word scripture. But we tend to say, but as I understand it, as I discern it, as I want it to apply to my life. And, and rather than submitting to God's word and say what the church has historically done for thousands of years or what wiser saints or sages, right? You know who you are. We know who we are. Um, you know, older people have come to, we tend to be like, no, I'm going to just kind of figure it out what it means to me and kind of where it gets, you know, uncomfortable. I'll kind of, again, skirt aside right like move out of the way and um so everyone is living by faith in some ultimate authority again i'll just say it's either your authority or god's authority through his word proverbs calls us to make it god's word not our reason and intuition church what would it look like for us to grow in right needing improvement to come consistently with a posture that says, I submit first and foremost to God's word. Where there are places that are difficult, where there are different um, interpretations, I'm going to struggle with them. I'm going to wrestle with them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read up on. I'm going to read commentaries. I'm going to get in communities, redemption community. I'm going to talk to people who think about it differently than me. Um, but, but I'm not going to trust myself as the authority. The 80-20 rule, number two. All right, again, you might be like, no, you just said we're really good at serving. Why are you doing this? Some of us are really good at serving and giving. All right, we tend to be a very generous church. We give and we are servant-oriented, but the numbers, and this is true of the church out there, but again, we're going to look at the church in here, right? Amen? It's getting hot in here. Sorry, I just quote a song. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> no, move back, erase that. Second service, all right? We'll record that one. Um, sorry, you guys know where I grew up and what kind of music I used to listen to. Um, all right, but the 80-20 rule, all right? We serve, um, we're, we're prone to, to serve, but some of us are. Some of us rely on everybody else serving, everybody else giving. What we did is we do an annual um, kind of church survey and we dig into things um, is we find, we found that, that a few people give a lot. 
And so when you look from afar at our whole church, there's a good, a pretty good overall average of financial giving and physical giving, right? Our time, our treasure, that's finances, and our talents. So our talents often shows up, our time and our talents, right? Serving, often it's been lopsided in that a, a smaller group of people serve a ton and give a ton. And so, again, and that's not just because we need, because we're a needy church that serves a needy God. It's because that's a part of discipleship. God gave us, he wired us to give in response to his generous giving, to serve in response to him who served us most clearly. It's a part of discipleship that we would grow in. And then number three, seeking wise counsel. All right, making decisions in a vacuum. What does that look like for us? Um, it's things like this. It's things like, FYI, I'm going to l- l- weave. Hey, I know I'm a member here. I've been a member. Um, I've been serving here, but I'm just going to shoot you a quick email. And the first conversation is like, hey, I'm no longer going to come here. Um, and, and over time, I've assumed, oh, well, they're, they're probably in an RC. They, they probably already talked to a mentor or to friends. And then over time, I'm learning that's less and less the case. It's just like, peace, bye. And like, no, no, no discernment, inv- no invitation, no wise counsel. Or worse yet, I, I'm, I'm going to walk away from my faith. I'm, I'm no longer, you know, Jesus isn't really, um, you know, really trustworthy. He's not really, I'm just going to kind of move, slip into lukewarmness and just kind of fade out, um, you know, and in, 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 uh, in no one's been a part of this conversation with me. Or if anyone, maybe like in an echo chamber of other people, okay? I could go off right now. I'm not going to do this, but, well, I maybe just briefly, but, um, Again, as we go to two services, I can't be doing this. I've got my t- I've got a timer here, there. Stephen's got like a blow dart he's going to hit me with if I <laughs> go too long. Um, all right, I can't be going long. But there's, um, there's also a, a, a tendency like with that, again, echo chambers. What does that look like? Often, because I'm a man, I'll kind of talk to us. What we tend to do is have accountability ability groups with like three other guys who all struggle with the same thing and all just sit in a circle and we all confess the same things each week and then we all hug each other and say it's okay you'll get better do better I'll pray for you and and then the people that we know are maybe a little further along and are going to bring some more heat and maybe actually help us in that painful growth we stay away from and tend to avoid all right amen so what, what would it look like for us to pursue not just any counsel but wise counsel to be more discerning. Here's three Proverbs. And there are a lot more, but here are three. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 14. Where there is no guidance, the people fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man is he who listens to counsel. By the way, if you want to, understand a fool a bit more, um, read Proverbs 26. I say that because today's January 26. I also just read through a proverb a day. Happens to be January 26. Um, Proverbs 26 
goes hard at what a fool is. And it's compared to all kinds of animals like donkeys. There's another word used for donkey, by the way. And horses and all kinds of other animals. It's like, you want to know what a fool looks like? This is it. You want to know if you're a fool? Well, look at this animal. And if you act like that type of animal, you're probably a fool. And, and, and what does a fool do? A fool is right in their own eyes and doesn't even know it. All right? I played rugby here at the U of A, so I went to a lot of parties where there was a lot of drinking and indulgence, and that's when you start to experience fools, right? It's like drunk wisdom is not really wisdom, all right? And if you've ever been in that context, you, you know what I'm talking about. And it's you think you're right, you're so wise, you're espousing this wisdom, and then all of a sudden you're slurring your speech and you trip over the, you know, coffee table and whatever it is. It's like, that's not wisdom, all right? The, the charge from Proverbs is, listen, a fool is someone who thinks they're wise in their own eyes, but they're actually not. In, in true story, none of us is wise according to God's word in and of ourselves. We, we have needs that God has given other people gifts to speak into, to help with. Proverbs chapter 15, without consultation, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they succeed. And again, church, I, I say this in love. If you could just put all three back up there. What would it look like for us to grow as a church, individually and as a community, submitting to God's word, to, the, to scriptures of authority, serving faithfully and not just trusting other people to pick up our slack, and seeking wise counsel, not being fools, rejecting foolishness, and welcoming wise counsel. And then now let me close with a charge for all of us. Kind of an invitation, if you will, going forward, or a KDP, right? Okay, a, a church development plan, okay? Here are we. What does it look like for us going forward to continue to grow, to make a plan together? One, again, it would be considering welcome mats, putting out welcome mats. And this is us as a whole church and also us as individuals, right? We're making room, right, by going to two services. There's, there are more seats here. Well, who for? Who are we making room for? All right, the first answer, yes, you're not just being Ned Flanders if you come back at me with, well, whoever God brings, yes. Amen to that, all right? Let's expect and pray for God to bring people. Let, let's expect that, that as, as we make room for more people to come and to worship and to, and to grow in, in all these ways that we've talked about, to grow in the reconciling nature and work of the gospel, God's going to bring people, and we're excited to see who, who that is, who he leads as he's led all of us in different ways. But he's also called us and invited us to play a part in that, okay, to pray. Church, what would it look like for us to grow? This is across all of redemption and us here in Tucson, to grow as a church in prayer and evangelism. Okay, I a couple weeks ago, right, we talked about the unconditional electing um, salvation of God, right? That he calls us to himself and somehow in his beautiful mystery, he chooses to use us in that process. He chooses to use his people praying. Right? I've been praying fervently for members of my own family, for neighbors, for, for friends. What would it look like for all of us to pray to press in and to pray that God would bring people. And then from there also to evangelize, to reach out. 
And, and guys, as we've said often, it's not that we don't care about everyone, but we also want to be quick to acknowledge and recognize that there are more people that are more on the margins, where there are more obstacles and hurdles, specifically to come to a predominantly majority culture, evangelical church, all right, that meets in downtown Tucson. What does it look like for us to intentionally put out welcome mats, to go out of our way to consider people experiencing different levels of poverty or homelessness or marginalization or single parenthood or generational diversity, all right? For us, that means maybe older people, which in our context is like over 40, all right? So I'm an older person now, all right? I'm a geriatric in our group here, um, right? What does it look like for us to be aware of just people that are more marginalized, to put out welcome mats, to grow in prayer, in evangelism, and in hospitality. And hospitality is not just with our friends, all right? But, but the, the image in scripture, the language is the other, all right? To welcome the other, whomever the other is. Again, coming back to why? Because we want to be cool and trendy and all. No, because that's the gospel, because that's why we're here. As we respond now, we are here and each week we gather and respond to the reconciling good news of Jesus making all things new through his life, death, and resurrection. Amen? So church, let's close now in, 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 in response, in prayer. We're the same church. We're doing the same thing. We're responding to the good news of the reconciling work of Jesus. Let's pray together. Again, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. God, where we have been unfaithful, you have been faithful. Where we have lacked service, you have served us. Lord, when we are your enemies, you demonstrate your love for us and that you sent Jesus to die for us. So Lord, as we now pray and respond together, I pray that we would continue to grow and be shaped as a reconciled people, ambassadors, proclaimers of the reconciling work of Jesus. In his name we pray, amen.